0: This just got so deep.
1: (laughs) Welcome to Shipwrecks, a podcast where we recommend and review erotic fan fiction. I'm Audrey, and with me here today are my friends Abby, Mira, and Kylie. In this series of episodes, we're exploring the Star Wars fandom. Today we're reading Mira's first Star Wars pick, Working Girl, a Mandalorian slash reader insert fic by Fistful of Dollars. And as usual, we're having a themey little cocktail to go with it, so Abby, could you tell us what we're drinking today?
2: Well, based on some, I would say this is a group collaborative project here, the drink. I I was struggling, and then we're like, well, she's always sweating like a whore in church. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so because of that, she's always like hot, not sexy hot, but hot. So we're like, okay, something cold russia's cold white
3: Russians, <laughs> so we went with it also there's some hoth business mm-hmm.
1: yes they end up in hoth and there's a snow theme so yeah and as much cream as i put into mine it's straight up snowy looking so
2: <laughs> get a little gold glitter on that and you can be all vegas huh <laughs>
1: <laughs> and kylie what are you drinking because i know you are lactose intolerant is that right yes so i have a white russian with almond milk
0: <laughs> did it work? It actually did. I had, like, almond milk creamer, too, so I had a
1: little bit of that, so
0: it's actually oh, good. decent, yeah. Yeah,
1: it, <laughs> it, it needs to be super fatty. And Mira, this is your first pick back from having a baby, so in theory, you could be drinking. What are you drinking?
3: I could be, in theory, drinking booze, but I am drinking... Coconut milk with chocolate syrup
1: uh, mixed into and, it. And you don't even have I'm a, child. a baby to blame it on anymore, so now we just need to rag you.
2: That's <laughs> okay. It's the correct color of a white Russian. I'm too lazy it. to
3: get alcohol right now. It'll happen someday.
2: <laughs> need to live in a city with curbside liquor delivery. You have oh. that? <gasps> Girl, it's mm-hmm. here.
0: The future is now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sad.
1: So, Mira, you picked this story for us. Could you set up the premise of it for us? Yes.
3: So some trigger warnings first. There's prostitution in the story, forced prostitution, descriptions of sexual violence, descriptions of disassociation and panic and anxiety. Um, And this is kind of a long one, so buckle up.
1: Mm, And just before you get into it, you told us last time that this was about sexual slavery, and and we were kind of, I was kind of giggling about Mando being a sex slave, and you were like, sex slavery is a big deal. And then now that I have read the story and seen how very seriously, like, this is some heavy shit, so now I am on team... Sexual slavery isn't funny, so... wow <laughs> oh, well, that, that, that is good. <laughs> There's just this trope of the old-timey Western mm-hmm. whore who will be like Miss Gladys who might, like, take you upstairs after whiskey time or whatever, you know. It's not that.
3: Yeah, Mandalorian is very much a kind of Western feel, so I can see how it could be hokey and not necessarily forced, but this is very... It's a bit dark. So we start out in what is basically Space Vegas on the dark side of a planet with lots of seedy fluorescent lights. Um, And like Audrey mentioned, this is a reader insert fic. So you're the main character and we open with you in the window of a brothel waiting for your next client and dissociating from all you've endured from a life of forced prostitution. Uh, Mando rolls in, pays and has his way with you. When he's done, he opens the pot in the corner of the room and asks you to babysit the child while he does the job. You agree, he pays for more time, leaves you with the kid, who you become instantly smitten with. Afterwards, he returns, offers you a job as a full-time nanny, and is completely clueless about the fact that you're forced into this life. He's astonished to hear you're a captive, shoots his way out with you in tow. We learn that you have a bracelet-slash-implant that zaps if you try to remove it. It's a tracking device and a recording device, and also identifies you as a sex worker to folks in the know.
0: So Mira, at this point, <laughs> she runs out and she doesn't have any shoes on and she like mentally is like noting like oh my feet hurt, I don't have any shoes on. I've had this exact
2: nightmare <laughs> where
0: I've run oh, out no. of the building and like didn't have shoes on.
2: <laughs> Related to shoes, um, it does you know, spoilers, she does end up with shoes later, which I thought was an interesting that this they that the author followed this thread all the way through. Of all the random things to appreciate, I appreciate the lack of shoes and then fucking remembering to give her shoes (laughs) later, (laughs) because I'm just saying not a lot of people are organized enough to always remember that. But the thing that I thought was interesting, she was grousing about not having shoes, like when she was fleeing, but the new shoes, because she's so, like, she's a barefoot in the carpet in the bedroom in her cave or whatever slave. She doesn't wear shoes in there. There was no mention of any Lucite shoes or glitter pumps in her stash, <laughs> so I'm pretty sure she was barefoot. So she's like, "This hurts," mm-hmm. you know. Who hasn't had the new shoe break-in problem? Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: I think it's cute that Mando's so determined to get her shoes because he notices that she doesn't have any
2: here. Okay, I think he also notices because she's mostly trans- wearing a transparent shoe. <laughs> And it's giving him a space boner the whole time. He's like, maybe I should just cover her completely. It's like a glitter romper. (laughs) Glitter romper. I like that. So they uh,
3: they explore the universe for a while. He does seedy jobs. You bond with the kid. Uh, You even end up killing a bounty hunter who comes for the child when Mando isn't around. And then he takes you to the new Mandalorian hiding place. They speak of recovering Beskar to restore their former glory that the Empire stole. And you have a memory of some stormtroopers who abused you in the past, talking about transporting something like that. So you agree to let them access the recordings on your bracelet device, despite it being really risky for you and possibly meaning that you could be hurt or even killed from it. And you also have to relive your trauma by showing them the video of everything that's happened to you. They access the bracelet. It works. We find out that the Beskar is on Hoth. Everyone suits up and goes to recover it. Uh, You wait on the ship while they go to take the base. Uh, the sensors alert you to a bunch of ships entering the atmosphere and the comms are down so you can't tell anyone about it. You end up running in to warn them, but they're already surrounded. And basically you end up tricking everybody by loading up the baby pod with a bomb <laughs> and you <laughs> blow the bad guys up. And it's badass. Exploding and baby and, uh... carriage.
2: <laughs> <laughs> New respect for baby and baby carrying accessories. Yes.
3: Uh, Unfortunately, you also get hit pretty bad in the process, you get badly injured, and even deafened from the explosion, and you wake up sometime later in a hospital, and little baby Yoda puts his hand on you, and he heals you. Mm. (laughs) So sweet. And it's miraculous.
1: So this is the second Reader Insert fic that we've read for this series, and it's actually the other Reader Insert fic that we read was also a Mando fic, so I wanted to stop and ask each of you how you felt that that Reader Insert aspect worked in this story.
2: This story specifically was a lot more of what I expected from a Reader Insert, mostly because I feel like, to maybe a little bit of a detriment, they kept the character a tiny bit vague that you're, like, inhabiting, Like, there's details about her life from kind of, like, a zoomed-out point. Like, not that it wasn't her life, but, like, it wasn't... I don't know, you didn't have any skills or personality or anything to, like, make you, like, exciting. (laughs) Like, you're like, I was tortured, and this is sad, and now I'm kind of just traumatized, but I do like this child. Like, I I don't know, it's like, for it it being, like, a mecha suit that you're supposed to crawl into, I didn't really quite have as many handholds as the other one, whereas, like, if you weren't into, like... Hot babes, maybe, like, being one, necessarily. The other story gave you the chance to be like, but I'm into doing cool mechanical shit. Like, there's a few avenues in which you could, like, slip into the character, where this one was, like, it was a husk, but it might have been not a tight enough fit. I can't explain that better than that, but that was my difference between the two, but it still definitely ended up being more enjoyable than I would have thought, like, before reading any reader insert fix. I was, again, very hesitant also, so I think it still was successful. It just was harder to get into the character for this one for me
1: yeah i i think we feel the same way but i would express it differently i think it is this character has less personality it is easier to slip into but at the same time her experience is so extreme like she has spent 10 years locked in the room she was a child when she was locked in the room so she doesn't like for example doesn't know what it's like to wear shoes she's not used to wearing shoes um and so My thought is that most reader insert fix, the point of it is that you can basically enjoy the ride and closely identify with someone banging someone that you want to bang. But in this case, I feel like almost none of the readers are going to be able to closely identify with the trauma that she's got. Like, it's extremely severe. And so I think reader insert was an odd choice because it's not like yay, I really want a day in the life of a a hideously traumatized victim of sexual slavery. Which is not to say that it doesn't work narratively, but it's just like, to me this is not an obvious fit for a reader insert. Um, And another thing that was odd to me about it is that chapter two is the chapter where she, for the first time, feels like sexual desire because she's been a slave this whole time. Um, And she has her first instance of consensual sex in her life with Mando and her first orgasm but that chapter is from mando's point of view so the the part of her like warming up to like you know and, and opening up and feeling these feelings for the first time is the part where the author chooses to not maintain that reader point of view and i, I i'm just like i don't get it man like it works yeah but i don't think it's like it's an odd choice th- i'm not sure why i think it was i would have liked way. it a
2: little bit better if the character had been confidently filled yeah. out more, and it hadn't been a reader insert. Also, your point made me realize that it's not so much just that it's hard for me to slip into the character. I don't really want to be her. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, You don't want to be her. I have So you're not, like, you're not like going on an adventure, and I'm going to be all like, Woo, I'm a badass in space, and I'm having sex with the shiny murder daddy. It's like
0: <laughs> I escaped hell,
2: <laughs> and I might get tortured again. And I'm like, I'm, I think I'm good. But I'd read about it, but I don't want to live it. I agree.
3: I was Mm -hmm. really curious about what you guys would think about this story because I think it's a pretty common trope in fan fiction to kind of depict sexual trauma and like healing and stuff. And I think part of the reason that this actually works as a second person, even though it's like more horrific than most people probably have experienced, is that I think these stories provide a lot of catharsis for people. And, like, if you've lived through horrible trauma, and then you get to, like, be the person living through their trauma, and then successfully kind of overcoming it, and uh, having Mando, like, show, just be a really good example of active consent, like, he checks in with her all of the time, like, she finds her family in the end, like... I think that could be really healing for some people and so like putting yourself in the shoes I think is really successful but if it's not an experience that you need to like relive cathartically it is kind of weird and othering that's He's just got so deep
1: <laughs> we don't have I, I, I feel like even, even if you need the catharsis then the choice of switching to Mando's point of view I agree in the that moment is moment where she like achieves any sexual autonomy I just don't get that choice yeah. like I
3: did not notice that and I think that is a good point. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, cuz the whole time I imagined a different character instead of myself being the character because there was so much going on in her life that I just couldn't mentally like and I made up a name for her too. I was like this person is not me. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: there's, there's a part there's a part where she she calls herself a whore like in passing mm-hmm. when she's speaking to the Mandalorians. And she thinks to herself, whore, like that's the name that she's been called, but it doesn't sound anything like the name that she was given. So it's referring to whatever her real name is. And I'm like, man, everybody named Hortense who is listening to this just like totally lost their version. <laughs> they're like, it sounds exactly like whore. Like, what are you talking about? There's it's no one. Sorry, name. all of the Hortenses like out there. <laughs> I know, they're all pissed.
2: <laughs> a lot of the... Benefit, so, like, I see what you're saying, though, Mira, about, like, there is something we said about something coming to the end, like a happy ending. It doesn't have to be a perfect bow, but, like, working through experiences through escapism, and that can be video games, books, TV shows. There's all sorts of flavors, but you don't have to be a self-insert to achieve the ability to slip into a character. Mm-hmm. and yeah, I agree. Ho, 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 fan fiction. Um, <laughs> and do that, so I just think that... I, I would argue that because of the point-of-view switching... I don't feel like it was a terribly successful reader insert. Like, I feel like it lost something from that somehow. Like, I do feel like it could have been stronger and still accessible for people that needed needed to work through that stuff as a fully fleshed out character with a little bit more going on. I think it would have benefited it. Because Hot Take, I feel for her shit that went down, but I still don't know a ton about it. Like, I don't know a bunch about her. In a way that makes me give a shit about her a ton that's fair like and she's supposed to be me and i just i mean maybe i'm fucked up but i don't just intrinsically value myself so <laughs> <laughs> well then you are just like her um, but it's just like you know i i, I feel like it would have been great to name her something or whatever even if you didn't give her a name but like just she needed more going mm-hmm. on i think like she i don't know
3: i think the other part of it is that a lot of Mandalorian fics are second person reader inserts, and maybe that's just popular in this fandom, and so a lot of people follow suit and just mm. kind of naturally gravitate towards that. I could see that, I too. I think probably and- because there's not, like, a natural ship for Mando. Like, you have Cara Dune, and you have, like, that one farmer chick on Sorgan that I can't even remember <laughs> the, the th- name th- of. The Thirsty The Thirsty,
0: thirsty, thirsty Widow. <laughs> but like,
3: other than that, like I don't feel a strong draw to smash those Barbie dolls
2: together. So oh, man. true. We do need. Well, there's now Boba. <laughs> That'd be fine.
1: Uh, Fennec. Too, I mean, which yeah, I Fennec. I realized that that actress is like in her fifties, which is just freaking amazing. Because I shipped it before, but now I really ship it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> my thoughts. My thoughts are brewing.
2: Audrey, write this for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll do.
2: make it happen.
1: <laughs> okay, so I want to back up and give everyone a chance to answer if the central relationship between Mando and the reader works for you. Um, and related to that, how you feel about the sex scenes in this?
0: Uh, I'll go first. Um, I thought the central relationship worked for me in the case that Mando kept showing that he cared for her and kept checking in with her and wanted to make sure that she was comfortable. And I thought that was really meaningful to me as a reader to see someone who wouldn't on the outside look like someone who was very thoughtful and caring and then to see them in a more caring light and... Also, Mira, can we talk about how we picked another story where someone passes out after sex? Yes! <laughs> yes, I was going to bring that oh up.
3: Geez. It's oh a thing! God. It's a thing! Witness <laughs> me! I was like, oh, oh my, god. my god,
0: now Mando's passing out after he has sex. I thought it was I so cho- funny. I haven't seen you chocolate, though, so okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it was, oh my gosh, it made me giggle, like, out loud. I was just like, oh, look at this. <laughs>
3: That's right. Also, it was just hilarious imagining him kind of like wilting in his arms. Slumping armor over. His, like, pants. <laughs> yeah.
1: well, he passes out with his cock out. Yeah. Because they mention
0: Pass out. With he his, cock he stays out. asleep an, and, and
1: grogu like climbs into his arms. And then when he wakes up, he has to put his pants back. Oh on. my and god! I'm just like, I didn't realize that. plunged your dog <laughs> up into your lap, like I mean, he wasn't still
3: so like aroused at the time. Babies so don't it understand. It together, you in your
2: dick,
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, that's I mean, it's just slovenly. <laughs> I don't respect it. I mean, I think it's a basic human thing. Like, you ever see a man sometimes will sleep like carefully cupping his business right because it's <laughs> and like you don't fall asleep with your cock out and just like people are crawling on you and you're not waking up and your cock's out that is like an evolutionary no-no <laughs> okay that's, that's the high yes. point of the story <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: so good so abby how do you feel about the business
2: It didn't work for me. Oh, no. Uh, Mostly, I felt like all of the compassion and care he showed, like, well, I guess it worked for me in the way it works for how you care for, like, your pet you rescued from the shelter. Oh, God. Not, like, romantic. Like, Mm. it's true. Mm. It's like, so he bought sex the first time. She's never had sex in the wild. So she does. Take it. But I'm not saying that there can't be, like, genuine caring, but, like, them in an adult like, mentally adult, mature relationship, or even just, like, really bumping uglies, it didn't hit any of those categories for me. Like, I do believe there's there's compassion, like, human compassion and caring for each other, but not the kind that makes sex hot for me, I guess. <laughs> is the best way to put that.
1: The first time, you know, Mando has sex with her, she's a prostitute, um, or a sex slave, basically, and um, he pays, and he just, like... It's a very bruesque encounter. He's rough. He's telling her, like, just keep your mouth shut. Don't make any noise. Which, to be fair, is so that she doesn't wake up Grogu, who's right there in his freaking pod. Which, to the author's credit, she gives us a warning that, like, it's one of the tags, like, Grogu's in the room, but the pod's closed, so it <laughs> doesn't matter. But I, I don't know. Like, he didn't know that she was there totally against her will, and he feels a lot of guilt about that later, so she does address it but I still feel like that was kind of a scummy, like unattractive thing for him to do, oh, and I just don't like... I mean, like...
2: there can be sex workers in theory. I mean, I have not one or have been one or known many, but there is a theory that if, if you are, if it's legal, you could be a sex worker and not be there against your will. Yeah. You might have a financial situation. There might be some kind of pressure that has you mm-hmm. there, but not the same way as like, I am a goddamn sex slave. <laughs> So I could see where he like draws the line where it's like you could go die in the gutter, poor, but at least you had that option or something. I don't know. They also mention
3: that um, one of the people at the brothel tells him that they're there of their own free will. Which I mean, he's pretty Mm -hmm. naive, but that kind of goes with his character. Like Mando's Mm -hmm. not like the brightest bulb.
1: Yes, he's 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 like very naive in this story. Specifically, a hero to be. He keeps trusting people without knowing anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm
2: yeah, which is unattractive as it is but i did like though that he had that moment of like what the fuck that's fucked up i'm like that's right you get her out of here even though it's like kind of convenient and like corny but it it sang to my heart a little bit i'm like save her and 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 that did feel really good that he he had standards Mm -hmm. it's like i will have this be a mutually beneficial beneficial interaction with dollars for sexy time but it cannot be against your will in the sense that you are a hostage (laughs) at at least
0: i like the fact when they were reviewing the tapes of her past he, like, came over and he was like, just look at me, like, we're just gonna connect and you don't have to think about, like, your past. And I thought that was, like, a really big moment, personally.
3: Yeah, I like that. I also liked how he really picked up, like, I think when she's going down on him, he, he goes to put his hands on her head or something and she freezes up and he immediately notices and, like, backs off and checks in with her. Like, I think that... He's really aware of what she might be going through in this, and that works for me. Also, I don't know if it's, like, the new momminess, but they really bond over their mutual love of the kid, and that sort of, like, let's be romantic but don't wake the baby kind of (laughs) dynamic. I don't know. I thought it was charming, and I think that it's not the hottest sex in the universe, but I think it's kind of romantic. I think it does a good job of kind of building their emotional bond. And like during sexy times, he'll have thoughts like, oh, she looks like a work of art and stuff like that. And I think that's sweet. I think it's stronger in plot than it is in maybe erotica, but I don't know.
1: I was into it.
0: I mean, he does come on her and then leaves, or um, excuse me, he comes on her and then passes, passes out.
1: out. <laughs> oh okay, so that, that was very odd because so they're like she she says like dude i actually want to have sex with you and he's like no i'm not going to take advantage of you and she's like no i actually want to do stuff and he's like oh fine so she blows him and then he's like yo you still up for doing stuff and she's like yup so they have like he has sex with her and she has her first ever orgasm and he's not finished and so it says um i have a quote because i found this odd He has no intention of using her, hopefully ever again, so he brings his hands to her hips and holds them still while he pulls out. As wrecked as she is, she doesn't miss a chance to be helpful and scoops her hips back until the cot can fully support her. One of her legs stays wrapped around him so he can't get far. He touches himself like that, one hand braced against the doorway because he's not sure how long his legs will be able to support him. So he ends up jerking off and coming all over her and then passing out. Which he finds is like less using her than just like finishing up like the standard way. I noticed that too. I thought that I'm was just a like good I, I think it's way more respectful if we're talking about it to just like do the business like Adam and Eve style than it is to just like lay there and have someone jerk off on you.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're like, you have less places to, you know. Deal within the, the the fresher or whatever it's called. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I mean you don't yeah. need
2: to just like douse your whole body. <laughs> deal I with the hot spots. Yeah,
1: I appreciate the sentiment, Mando, but <laughs> it was, it was a a weirdly there, described.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Something that Abby said I think really rings true for how I feel about this, which is like they're caring for each other and their empathy for each other and stuff really comes across. But it, I think. A lot of the romances I really love and revisit are like something that shows a great compatibility between like two personalities, you know, and this because they're both really so traumatized and because our main character is kind of a blank slate except for that trauma. We don't get that synergy that like snappy back and forth that the romance fun that you get sometimes with like a like a Lizzie and Darcy business or whatever. We don't yeah. get any of that. Mm-hmm. It is more just like two traumatized people caring for each other. And that's good. It's not everything, but it's really good. So I feel like it did work for me, but it worked for me in like the narrow bounds of that's what it was.
2: Mm-hmm. I feel like some of those interactions that were good and really like meaningful in the story were mostly ones that I feel like are not excluded. I mean, to friendship. Like you can be there for someone who's going through something traumatic. Like like the scene like the part Kylie talked about where she was like revisiting her past, right? The tapes. And he's like, look at me, don't think about that shit. Like you can be there for someone if you're not like bumping uglies like that. Mm. So like I guess what I probably happened is I went into the story with a different kind of expectation, honestly, that I was looking for like and and we've crossed the point where you can't just be like a loving friend. Now it's really nasty, but the only thing that they shared that I thought was mostly not possible between friends is sex and sex-related things. You can look at someone and be like, damn, that girl looks good. And you could just be like, I like what you do with your hair today, girl. Like, you know what I mean? You could go crazy with that. And you could be like, you're a work of art, Audrey. I really like that. <laughs> The way that you marinate that thin, flat steak, I think about it when I wake up. You are a goddess in the kitchen. I would paint you
1: just in oil clear, paintings. Everyone, we're talking like, about a literal steak that really did yeah,
2: <laughs> But like, I could do that. And I don't feel like I'd be like, coming on to you, not just because you're happily married, but you know, like, that's a real thing. And so I just, I guess I wanted it to go further. So it's like, I want the story that comes after this one. Mm, Well, and I I
1: feel like we get very much his attraction to her from his perspective. And we don't really get a very deep description of why she's attracted to him. And actually, her perspective on those sex scenes is often, because he's not taking off his armor in this, it's very uncomfortable. Like he's got like stuff is jamming into her and she's trying to maneuver Oh, to the I point like where he's that. not jabbing her. I mean, it's nice that it's realistic. Yes. And this is, I mean, it's everything I've said so far has sounded very negative. The writing in this is just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But, like, it is not, like, if the criteria is, like, how much does this turn your crank? I'm like, it barely turns the crank. <laughs> it's very low. Well. Yeah. I wanted more I mean, I did go into
2: it for mm-hmm. the the nasty a little yeah. bit. Now, if you're going for emotional connection and some, like, meaningful conversation about sex slavery, this is your jam. Mm-hmm
1: it it meets it meets a different need yeah
2: yeah mm-hmm. it's
3: a different flavor than we've done before which is kind of why i picked it but i think i've set you up for dirty filthy nasties so much in the past
2: <laughs> you're a really <laughs> good friend it's, it? it's, so. it's
1: like i know God, Mira's taking good. me out for my birthday dinner and i don't eat all day and then she takes me to the ice cream store and oh, I'm like, no. ice cream's good i mean then there's nothing wrong with ice cream is there but you know i was i was hungry for and that's the, the thing is i do think
2: it was so ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> audrey lives a wild life man.
1: <laughs> well for me the meat is the is the basically it sounds lame but the emotional the zippy back and forth and the stuff you know oh, I, like I like that it. too I, 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 yeah mm-hmm.
2: i i do and again I'm, i i have been probably horrendously critical seeming but i struggled with it more and i i'm just i don't think it's not valid but i definitely feel like i i should have prepared myself differently not for everyone. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah. and I feel like this question too, because there's a lot to this story. It's very plot-heavy. So mm-hmm. asking how does this romance work and say it doesn't really work for you know some of us doesn't mean that the story is not interesting or good because yeah. it's actually the story a small was part interesting. Of it. really yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah, it was one of the, the story was interesting. Well-written it was...
0: ones we've read.
1: Yeah, so we should go through high points and low points. Who wants to jump into that? <laughs> I can do it. Woo. Okay. Um, So, yes, um, the quality of the writing is extremely good. Descriptions in this are like very, very good novel-level descriptions. So um, I have a quote. This is going to seem very lazy of me, but it's the first sentence. Um, But it's so good. There's other ones like it. But it says, uh, There's very little natural light on this side of the planet. When the sun comes up every 50 hours or so, it will peek across the buildings like a timid animal for 15 minutes and then slip back down as though it doesn't like what it sees. And I'm like, that's... That's much higher quality than reused Star Wars content. Like holy lord, not not to throw shade on Star Wars fan fiction, but Star Wars official stuff itself does not usually get mm-hmm. poetic like that. Um, and there's another description when they're taking off from a jungle planet of them passing through a sheet of rain into space, and like the f- it's descriptions are just gorgeous. So I thought that was amazing. Um, for myself, the low point was Mando himself. I love Mando, but in this, I think he's, I could make an argument that he's a huge bumblefuck. And so <laughs> um, it, doesn't, it doesn't break the story that he's a bumblefuck, but it just wasn't, you know, he wasn't my favorite in this. When he has sex for the first time with the reader, consensually, he passes out, as we discussed. But like he leaves his pants undone, and they're on their way to like he's he's smuggling something, and he just sleeps for like four hours to the point where they arrive at their destination and get boarded because he's not fucking awake to freaking like handle that situation. I don't know. The one thing, one of the things I love about Mando as a character is this dichotomy between how he's super capable and efficient and strong, and at the same time very naive in some ways, sheltered, and very solitary, and so. In this, he is sheltered and solitary, but he's also kind of sucks at his job. They mentioned he's adorably bad with money. The author says <laughs> that in an author's note that she finds it adorable. And I'm like, I don't think it's cute that he's bad with money. Yeah, I don't find it's, <laughs> that's not,
2: it's cute. not a cute <laughs> trait in humans to be bad with money. Yeah, no, no, I, I think cute. it's kind of cute. Ooh, oh God! I mean, it's, just, it's
3: very much—he's acting. Like, I mean, not as, as like a partner in real life. I just like that, like on the show too. Like he's amazing, and he's amazingly brave. But he does a lot of stupid things where he just rushes into situations and does not know what he's doing. And I like that. I like a hero Being adorable, that's not perfect. stupid. Is
2: fine but not adorable, stupid, with money, specifically.
1: <laughs> well, and they say, she says, and she describes it really well, but he kind of behaves like um, when guys sign up for the Army, right? You go out of high school and you get your three, $30,000 signing bonus. Everyone goes out and buys a car, right? You buy a brand new car and it costs $30,000, and then it sits there because you're a basic training and it just de- depreciates and stuff, and that's stupid. He's behaving like that, and he's, like, in his mid-40s. And it's just like yeah but he's a Mendo in his
2: mid 40s or it's just the actor who plays him in his mid 40s i don't know i'm still into the actor that's who a plays question. him so i mean that's, <laughs> that's fine true. this is like a legitimate question like now i'm kind of curious how old google mama tell me the truth let me know they're not tell me
1: i i've read up on this a little and they think it's implied that he's supposed to be a little bit younger than peter pascal is that i he's would in his so. 30s mm-hmm. yeah
2: Oh. Yeah, 38 years old when the bounty hunter is introduced to the series. Suppose, supposedly, oh, supposedly, okay. with a very shallow weave. Interesting. 38. So, That's nice. oh. a little younger than I thought. Mm-hmm. Then Pedro's like mid mid forties. I
1: think so. Yeah, he's like 46. He's like a fine
2: wine. I don't I mean I hate <laughs> to
1: be a creep, but he's he's like approximately exactly 46 years old. <laughs> <laughs> That's not creepy. You just know your stuff, Audrey. <laughs> Happy birthday, Pedro. <laughs> Mando is such a shitty smuggler that Groen has to do a, Medi, a Jedi mind trick to get him to not be arrested when he's smuggling. Yes. Holy crap. What? You have to rely on the baby to save you. You suck at your job. Jesus Christ! He like, threw some nets over the freaking contraband and was like, "Does this look conspicuous?" Like, yes, it I mean, Stupid.
3: To his credit, he's not a smuggler. He's a bounty hunter. You should be able to do yeah. both. <laughs> I mean, do the worst that. part is when he, like, doesn't think for a second that they might be in danger with, with like, both of them having tracking devices on them. And he's just like, I'm just going to go to the space station for a few hours and these two people on my ship that are both being hunted by dangerous people, they'll be fine.
1: And the the, the door won't close. The hatch of the ship won't close. So they're sitting there in an open ship.
2: Also, he doesn't warn her in advance that the kid's being hunted, just...
1: And she doesn't know, he doesn't tell her that the mm-hmm. kid has, like, Jedi mind powers. He has, like, oh, yeah, sometimes oh, he <laughs> You might think that you're literally losing your fucking mind, but no, he <laughs> has magic powers. Can we circle
3: back nice. to, like, what a badass she is, though? Because she just, she like... shot that
0: dude, no question, was just like, yes. you're dead. Yeah, that was badass. <laughs>
3: and then she blew up, like, Moff Gideon at the end, was like... Oh, here's the baby! Just kidding, it's a bomb! <laughs> like, there's a lot of self-doubt in the character, but um, yeah, she's kicking ass.
1: Um, oh, one other positive thing I want to mention um, while I'm thinking of it is is her parents died. That's how she got sold into sexual slavery is that they died in an accident and then she had no one to take care of her. And this is
2: hilarious to me, I'm sorry.
1: What?! How is that it It's the so most it's generic the- way
2: to die. It's like, <laughs> they died in a tragic spaceport accident. Oh. god. It's like, my parents died at sea conveniently in every romance novel in the, like, Regency okay. era. I, like, I, come on. I can on. see
1: from a certain point of view, yeah. I did not think of it that way. I thought it was It sad. was just
2: like, it's like the canned, like, I'm an orphan, it's convenient to the plot. Like, I just, it, could they have died either more interesting or just not brought it up? <laughs> just say she was an orphan and it would have been less offense oh <laughs> that's a good point they
0: could yeah they could have yeah. just not done anything and been like she just showed up out. on someone's just, doorstep i don't <laughs> think it was
3: that bad
1: i didn't it's pretty didn't it's, think a, it's a, a it's a thing. thing i can i can <laughs> see me.
2: No, people to die out, in today.
3: docking bay accidents with airlocks every day Abby. <laughs> <laughs> you know what
2: that is a sexual don't innuendo be. that maybe people die from like maybe when people are docking it gets violent in real life <laughs> who knows <laughs>
1: Goodness gracious. <laughs> oh my goodness, docking. Look it up guys. Don't put don't down know. the statistics. <laughs> not at work. Don't use your work computer to look up docking. Yeah, guys. don't use not
2: safe for work, Google. You guys, sure. I
1: have <laughs> been
0: using all of our research on my work computer and I'm starting to get
1: nervous. <laughs> 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 no. No you're taking classes though. You're you're taking you're taking classes though, right? Yeah. So you could just be writing a research paper about a bunch of pervs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go
1: just always just feeling being like oh. yeah
0: my business classes require me to always talk about erotic fan fiction I'm so
1: sorry I don't know what you want from me <laughs> <laughs> but she mentioned so her parents died um, and she has that in common with Mando but he was rescued by the Mandalorians and had a more normal life than she had which is not saying much um, and this like them seeing themselves the same except that he was saved and she wasn't and she used to wish that the Mandalorians would save her and she could be a foundling like it's really sad it's a really nice touch but holy crap that's sad so anyway someone else high points and low points
3: me I'll go I liked the side characters I thought that there are some interesting side characters with like the armorer and some of the Mandalorians that disagreed with Den and some of i think especially the females kind of stick up for the main character when other people are giving her hard time they're like child care is important and are you going to raise the foundlings and like i don't know that was
1: awesome yeah i thought it was nice she calls the armorer fur cape because it's from the reader's perspective and she doesn't know i mean we still don't know her name but yeah in the fandom it's she's the armorer and she's an utter badass yeah she's like Childcare is an actual skill. Shut up, John Favreau. I think that asshole, <laughs> the asshole Mandalorian is actually John Favreau in the show. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I think that was the asshole Mandalorian in this story, too. What's his name? Uh, um, antenna Head. Oz... No? Antenna Head in this. What's his name? What'd you say, Mira? Uh, Paz Visla or something in real life? Yeah, I don't Paz know how Vizela. you say it. Yeah. yeah, that's John Favreau. So it's funny to rag on him. They... <laughs> um... He's a dick to, to Mando in the show, too.
3: But I think it's nice, like, for Cape especially, just is kind of this calming presence that, like, drops some wisdom on her and kind of soothes her self-doubt a lot. And on that note, I just like her kind of becoming part of the tribe, like, the found family thing kind of coming together. And I like the commitment to her taking in the culture, like, she tries to learn Mandoa and uh just really embraces it my low point and i don't really have many i think is i wish that she had gone all of the way and like put on the freaking helmet and like full Mm. armor and everything and become like a proper part of the tribe because it's kind of i mean we learned that she stays with them her whole life like she's one of them but it never like pushes her quite over the edge and i really would like a story that doesn't like they're a pretty intense kind of cultish tribe like in the series we learned that not all mandalorians like never take off their helmet kind of thing so it would be nice if she goes like full extremist cultist but (laughs) we didn't get there
2: i'll go with my high points and low points my high point is what Audrey had mentioned, the, like, nice writing style in general. Like, the flourishes, the flavor, the descriptions are really great. I almost feel like they are too great for the story. <laughs> but oh. they were great. Um, <laughs> what does that even then... mean? That's rough. <laughs> <laughs> tough.
1: tough crowd today, tough crowd.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my low points are, there's this moment where he gets a message, I can't remember what it was about right now, where it's like, he plays it in front of her and they're like, hey, bro, here's your name. And from everything else we've seen, his name's super secretive. And he's she's just right there. He doesn't know how long he's going to keep her around or whatever at this point. I, I just think it's weird. It's like, it's not a big deal that you know my name, <laughs> even though we're super secretive or whatever. There's no like, it's just like, hey, girl, I got a voicemail. You want to listen? <laughs> they're like really bugged me. Yeah. And was I was just like, loose. come on. <laughs> like, it was just weird to me. And then honestly, at the end. When Grogu was like, I paint you, mommy. I was just like, No. What? Oh. Oh, oh, no. My god. oh my God. That's no. so, so, like so endearing. Oh, <laughs> oh, we, oh, if he's endearing, he could like, you know, like mop the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, fired. Do something useful.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staring into the heart of darkness right now.
2: <laughs> I just don't get it. I'm just like wow Ooh, you painted a mural murals are like how work. <laughs> do we know how it, like pulled together this mural was was it two lines with like a heart as a head like how, how do you know it was her is he a child child or is he the child in this moment like you know like
1: 50 you could years lock slavery. him in his
2: little space buggy and do the nasty if he's that out of it then he's sh- this time oh, to jump is a- probably not enough For it to be recognizable. It was a long,
1: long time after that. I think she's, like, grown. Yeah, she's dead, and Mm -hmm. he's grown. This is, like, 50 years or more later, I think. It'd have to be more. He's already
0: so old as a baby. Remember? He's supposed to be, like, 50.
1: Yeah. Like a hundred years
2: later. I missed that. Mm-hmm. I must have misread that. I you thought must it was have. like
1: end of story.
0: No, because Girl. I thought she was fucking
2: still Sitting alive there. and he was a baby. Oh no, no, he's not. And okay, I'm like, yeah, what the a hell? A
1: baby's shitty painting. I can see rolling your eyes again. No, Someone
2: needs to hell. circle okay. back shitty and read that again. He became an artist and hit out with <laughs> yeah. the Mandos till the end of days. But I didn't catch that part. Yeah. I must have it's been, adult, been it's adult your eyes were roll rolled too end.
3: far back in
1: your head to read. I mean. Oh, man. Yeah, I feel like this one was really very interesting because it didn't... And I do see what you mean, Mira, when you say you wish that she could have become a full Mandalorian, but at the same time, it's like this story tells us like that her skills, and which are very traditionally feminine skills and traditionally feminine feelings, like she's immediately maternal towards Grogu, um, are valuable in and of themselves, you know, and that she can be herself yeah. and still be... Extremely valuable to the Mandalorians. And I thought it was a bit fantastical to think that they would be as accepting as they are and value her as much as they did, but it was also awesome. Like, mm-hmm. she doesn't need to become, you know, the standard, like, badass female chick main character in order to be, like, valued in this. And so I thought that was cool. I'm just like, That's yes, a good point. Ch-
2: mm-hmm. That is a nice point. Child care is,
1: is a skill, bitch.
2: Yeah. It is. It is. Keeping a household together, a bunch of crap like that, mm-hmm. all skills. Looking good in a sequin jumpsuit.
1: Also, skill. Her in that jumpsuit. So she, yeah, she escapes in this like sex outfit, and then like she'll like just show up. She has no like sense of like modesty, I guess, and so like Mando's trying to do like important like bounty hunter Mando ship. She <laughs> in, in this like gold thing and people are like whoa what do you got back there and she's like hi what's I like, no the deal. floor <laughs> on all fours yeah she's like yes. it's a fuck back in the ship yeah, Mando's like funny.
0: trying to like do Mando things and then she's yeah on the floor scrubbing with her vagina just like out and exposed
2: <laughs> <laughs> i just imagine it's like sheer gold glitter yes that's exactly what that's i imagined, all she's wearing. yeah <laughs> it's like that's what i imagine. it's just like as Vegasy as it can mm-hmm. get and sheer and then very explicit and i could be see why he's like
1: <laughs> hands up can't. he's like no right
2: i'm now. trying to be Business a
0: gentleman <laughs>
2: <time>. <laughs> i'm trying to be nice lady god i don't want to have this boner in front of you uh.
1: <laughs> so Mira, do you describe for us how the story ends Uh, Yeah, so So, um, Abby already brought it up. (laughs) (laughs) So basically,
3: uh, the character you uh, spend the rest of your days with the Mandalorians, um, your new family, uh, kind of helping them on their new home on on Hoth, right? I believe they stay there. Um, And there's a nice scene that most of us enjoyed at the (laughs) very end. Abby. (laughs) Abby. um
2: where (laughs) so adult it's a little less (laughs) um
3: so like during her disassociation and um other parts in the story she thinks back to her childhood and the frozen lake that she kind of grew up on and it's this like beautiful nice memory for her so she paints this giant mural of a frozen lake and then many 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 years like hundreds of years pass and the child, all grown up, adds a, a likeness of you to the painting because you mattered so much in his little life. And then we all cry a thousand tears at the end. <laughs> Except for Abby, who's dead
2: inside.
1: Yeah, I, I thought it was I very, mean, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, no, like... I, I don't really... I,
2: I also have some trouble about that in a different way now, but we won't go into what?
1: that. What? No, no, now we
3: must.
2: So, mod- like, modifying someone who's dead's art feels wrong also
1: oh my god it's It's wrong no think about it no
2: i don't think so if they are dead You think Rembrandt's gonna be like, you know what? That girl could have used more flowers. Than her yeah, hair. but technically, technically, it's
3: like street art because it's a mural, which has different rules.
2: Mm. Depends on where the mural is. Is it in the community center? Yeah. Where's this mural is, located? It no, they,
1: it's kind of like the history of their tribe, and she painted her. Did thing he get? Did he, he get clearance
2: from the her. minister of culture? Like <laughs> the minister of, of culture,
1: dude are not good at life so he's probably the last <laughs> mandalorian left at the time that he and then you know what's gonna happen she... is when grogu
2: dies some art historian is gonna do science and do electro i think it's light spectrum analysis to be like this paint is like 200 years newer than the original and they're gonna scrape that off what? that's what they're doing no. right now all the music- uh, i'm gonna scrape you have well. you not watched art history restoration shows it's changed <laughs> <me>. <laughs> <laughs> do they actually scrape it off yeah no they scrape it off yeah they'll look at it and know that there's been modification or altering modification and is still history it. it's just the later mm-hmm. history it could also be revisionism
0: oh which is
2: part of history which loses the original history sometimes well, so you know, know. There's, there's two sides of that oh you never gosh. know <laughs> You might want to talk to talk about the Holocaust. It might not be the moment, but just saying, oh the paintings got super that changed. I've changed my mind, so <laughs> Audrey. Sad. I need it's to so buy deep. some liquor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you could edit this out, but that's real. It's really interesting, though, to read about art restoration because they'll do cleanings, like very careful, careful cleanings because some of them from the years of candles had soot and crap on them, and legitimately they will do uh, there's a great name for it, but it's they shoot light and lasers at it to know the different ages and blah, 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 blah. It's very interesting. And then they'll be like, actually, wait a minute, this was not the original thing. Someone didn't like his fourth jowl that the actual artist painted on, let's bring that jowl back, let's mm-hmm. bring that jowl back. Mm-hmm. Or like, my great-great-grandpa Petey can't have that third nostril anymore, that doesn't make the <laughs> sound look good, you know? Like So they're like, Petey had that nostril and should have nostril pride, like, just saying, like Nostril pride. <laughs> I can't look at anything normally. I, I'm a monster. In it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys think happens between the reader and Mando after the story ends? Because we don't really find out from the perspective of the story. We know she stays with the Mandalorians, but we don't know what her and Din Djarin get down to. They bang it out.
0: I like to imagine, yeah. I like to imagine they bang it out and then raise foundlings together.
2: And they're just like, look yeah. at these
0: babies. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she goes to art school. He, she bangs him to pay off her student debt. Oh, God.
1: (laughs) Sugar daddy.
2: Shiny sugar
0: daddy.
3: (laughs) I didn't think the story could get darker, but somehow.
2: Somehow you've come through. Everyone has their (laughs) lips.
1: You think sexual slavery is bad? Wait until you hear about Fannie Mae.
2: <laughs> Financial servitude. <laughs> student loans. Oh
1: no. For the record, I am entirely joking, and I am sorry.
2: I'm not joking about student loans being servitude. I'm not student joking. Student loans are a servitude. I... oh.
1: Yes, they are a servitude, but better than sexual slavery, right?
2: Yes. Does it push you into sexual slavery because you're so oh,
1: <laughs> Just saying.
2: Mind blown.
1: <laughs> Topical. I, yeah, I guess they, I'm sure they stay together. It is a little hard because they are both so traumatized to think. It's not a traditional relationship where people have things in common and appreciate things about each other that other people don't and do the... You know, the, the Liz and Darcy business. It is more like clinging to each other in the storm of horror that is life and stuff. So I assume they stay together. I don't know. that They're attracted to each other.
2: It's close to reality, so I'm sure they will. Like you cling to each other through the terror of life and you make it to the mm-hmm. end. 2020, 2021.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I want to know if she ever sees his face because most stories will approach that. I
0: was really hoping the author would take it off.
1: Yeah, just hands and donger. That's all we see in this. He doesn't take anything else off, mm-hmm. right? Does he? No, that was. He doesn't wasn't. even
3: see his butt in the wild. He like undresses his armor towards the end, but I don't know if he has like.
2: No, he oh, leaves God, his on underneath clothes on. That? Mm-hmm. Okay. I hope he's got clothing underneath, otherwise that's.
1: Dude, th- it that is not going to look good. He has literally <laughs> one set of clothes, and he's wearing it in this because that's part of why she has to wear this ridiculous gold outfit for so long is that he is wearing all of the clothes that he has. He must smell like shit. He is like <laughs> running around. I was thinking about that is when she blows warmer. him.
0: I was like, ew, he's probably gross.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: I think he's still showered. I had thought about it,
3: but
0: I'm the dude, just...
1: How, how does he wash those clothes? <laughs> Like, those are really close. I mean,
3: again, too horny for logistics. I'm <laughs> not going to yeah, think no. about that she
1: too didn't much. Need to, she didn't need to mention that he only had one shirt, but she did. And That's now I'm fair.
2: Like, I'm <laughs> going to just edit that out orphan, of my brain. <laughs> and we just don't think about how many pairs of shorts each other. Uh, oh my God. Uh, uh. <laughs> you, will, you will not destroy
3: my Mando boner, no matter what you guys yeah. do. <laughs> as strong as
2: Beskar. <laughs> shiny murder (laughs) daddy has no flaws
1: (laughs) Uh, dude specifically the mando not
2: not any mando though right
1: yes kylie you have got to read rough day i will i promise
2: i'm excited
1: okay so um i want to give each person a chance to say whether or not they would recommend the story to other people
0: i would absolutely recommend this to somebody it's a like three to four hour read it has good plot the writing is beautiful um mm-hmm. you just don't put yourself too much into it and i think it's good
1: i would say the same it's really like i liked how it's only five chapters like how many words is it do you know mira uh,
3: like, i think like 50 40 or 50 51 yeah, i don't know for some I reason
1: think... the big chapters it went down really easy um i had absolutely no <laughs> trouble knocking this out in one so oh, come on oh god <laughs> what, what are, are we here gonna to do, this do first to are, you of which, no, are you offended you're offended by my dick jokes about, sorry mando <laughs> Uses spit for lube again. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It keeps coming up. I don't up. enjoy that. Mando is determined to make me look like for an, an idiot because I don't know, Kylie. You weren't in this episode, but Mando <laughs> uses tries to use spit for lube in a previous one, and I'm like, wait for vaginal sex really? Ugh, is that normal? And then everyone was like, yes, that is normal. You stupid idiot. It is normal, like, it is but it normal. makes me want to
3: go eat some yogurt real bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really okay. Is it normal, as in you've heard of it, or is it normal, normal?
2: I, th- it's normal as people will probably go for it. I would imagine.
1: But I wouldn't
3: go for it. It's probably not. Yeah, I mean, not a lot of people are confident a,
2: enough to slap yeah. that spitty hand away from their junk. Oh, but God. you would be. It is a Just like, You hear someone option. go, and you're like, get the fuck
3: up, get back. <laughs> I mean, people put their mouths places, and then they put other things other places. So know, but, it's like, not now, too extreme, but it is inside not
1: inside your body. I'm just the thing is, if a human bites you... I've said this uh, with Kylie before Kylie's... <laughs> <laughs> if a human bites you, you go to the hospital and they take it very seriously... Because the germs in the human mouth are like the worst. It's worse than a dog bite. It's worse than a fucking cat or a shark bite. Like, oh my god, a human bite is a big deal. Like, ugh. I just We're think, disgusting. If you're not, if you're That's not, why we eat
2: other animals and not each other. Mm-hmm.
1: If you're young and healthy and you're not lubricated enough to actually have sex... What are you doing? Like, take your time. Like, what is this? I can't believe this is a thing. I, it they have
2: a bunch of antihistamines going on. The and they don't get wet enough. So it is a and, they quick and they're underage, so they can't go to the sex store and buy lube. Oh my God.
1: Space lube. Mm-hmm. Yes, for real. Go They're not see. getting those get issue lube order packets. Order, yeah, Mira, Mira wasn't here for the First Order lube episode. The First Order gives you little packets of lube if you're a stormtrooper.
0: What? <laughs> yes, that's wonderful. They need to read the story.
1: Right? <laughs> yes, in Kylie's story, there's, like, First Order lube, and then Finn was to have sex with Poe, and he's like, man, I, I, I wish I had some of that First Order lube. I don't know what they use here. <laughs>
3: why was I taking care of my child all this time? <laughs> uh, no. Dude, I
1: know. You guys got quick go to Disneyland to no. buy that space order lube from the what do they call it? Galaxy's Edge, that's the theme park. Oh yeah. The <laughs> Dude, they've got to have first order lube packets there, or something.
0: If think? if not, to be adult just... part of that theme
2: park eventually. They serve alcohol now. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> mm. Oh man, could you imagine? I mean. I, I can imagine Star Wars having a, a, a grown adult section, but the rest of Disneyland. Yeah, no. no. Just the Star Wars no. part. <laughs> just the
0: Star Wars part, just to be clear. And maybe California Adventure <laughs> and their wine garden.
2: <laughs> Ooh, I'd like a wine mm-hmm. garden.
1: <laughs> so, Abby, would you recommend the story? Because Kylie and I would.
2: With caveats, yes. As with my Luna story, if you go in with the right taste buds and the right calibration, there are things to go like to enjoy for it, for sure. If you're going for the dirty, dirty, nasty, nasty, play me like a cello, <laughs> this isn't for you. I was like, oh, girl, I got my gallon jug of wine, and I'm ready for some dirtiness. And I'm like, this is this is hand-holding. Like, I was all ready. And so I understand the bait-and-switch I did to all of you before. I, this is my penance. <laughs> that is but. true. I do not feel bad at all. No, don't feel bad. <laughs> like, I, I think the story has tons of merit, other than it's not super erotic yeah it's just like
1: from a literary perspective it's great and but the but the lens that we look at stories through is pretty pretty weird yeah it's what to long-term weird
2: just weird. (laughs) no it's messed up every tv show i watch anything i'm just like every time greg looks over at me i'm just like (laughs) counting these barbie dolls together this is my fist bumping myself and he knows that i'm just like they're gonna yeah. do it later off screen, and he's just like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" I'm like, ah, you know? "And so that happened to yes. me. Just so you know, you've all changed me, which is fun but fucked up. But it I do think it's a good story. I don't think it deserves a like full like explicit tag. I don't even know if it had it. I realized.
3: I think it did. Mature, that's yes. how I Sorted.
2: But mature, yes. Explicit. It's not explicit. When you're jizzing all over a desk, and there, or there's just all sorts of just like, ex, it just wasn't extraneous enough to be truly really dark and ex- explicit. Like, it's rated R for like emotional, but only rated teen for sexiness. Mm. <laughs> like, for me. At I least. mean, that's like, descriptions like all of the parts
3: going into parts. So, teen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Those teens these days. <laughs> I mean, there's high speed internet in the boonies, they know what parts go into what parts. <laughs> Anyone can access Pornhub. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, Mira, would you recommend this story? Obviously. I made all you guys read it, so yes.
3: Um, Mm -hmm. I would. I think that it would depend on the reader. I think if you like something that is a little bit less explicit, like, I think some people find certain descriptions sort of over the top and gross. So if you're somebody who doesn't like jizzing on desks, maybe this would be more up your street.
2: Um, if, Liking it wasn't exaggerated. <laughs> I would consider that explicit. <laughs>
3: like if the if the trigger warnings are um, something that you are prepared for, I think it has really good plot. I think the writing is really strong. Yeah, um, And I think it's one of... Um, the better stories in the Mandalorian fandom, which is obviously new and still emerging, so I'll be reading every other story <laughs> because I love it.
1: This author has mostly been doing shameless fan fiction, which yes, I didn't which even is know was a thing. Oh, interesting. Something that
3: I am not familiar with. So it's I'm a good show, Mira. It's good trash.
1: Okay. So um, does anyone have anything they want to sneak in there before I give our story for next week?
3: I had another quote, but I don't know where to stick
1: it. <laughs> go ahead. Go for it.
3: I thought there were some good descriptions of uh, like the disassociation um, and her anxiety and panic about things. And uh, here's a quote that I thought was really good. He's brought some type of luggage with him, a hovering pod about three feet long, shaped like an egg and pushed into the corner of the room for safekeeping. It's sealed up tight with a small keypad on front. There's no point worrying about what's inside it. If it was something awful and that something awful was going to be used, then that would happen. Nothing could stop it from happening. And in some other time, it had already happened and you were already through with it, sitting on your windowsill with the cool air again. Yeah, mm. that shit's mm-hmm. great. It's so it's so heavy. Makes me want it to It's heavy, right. but it's great.
0: The way she describes herself leaving the room, like, mentally... Was really beautiful but also so sad and so deep that she's just having to imagine herself
3: escaping every time yeah and that's at the beginning of the story it really kicks you in the nuts straight up (laughs) so if you enjoy being kicked in the nuts read this 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 is for you
1: (laughs) so it's up to me to pick the next story and our next story kind of fell into my lap because i was going to do a splash and it was um obi-wan kenobi and anakin skywalker so i want to get credit for stepping outside of my comfort zone, but then... Wait, did we pick the, the same readers. story? No, we did not, because a reader swooped in and gave me a suggestion. Uh, I'm going to do that one instead, yay. so... It's a Raylo Re- <laughs> fic, but I want credit for hey. trying to avoid the Adam Driver, the pull of Adam Driver. I tried and out, but, um, <laughs> So, our listener, Audrey Hammond, sent in several amazing Raylo fics, and one of them I really fell in love with, so this story is approved by 100% of Audrey's. Because I am not listener Audrey Hammond. That's a different Audrey. Although, I've never met a bad Audrey, so that's cool. The story is called The Rebel's Secret Passion by B.S. Kisses. That is the title, because it's by Andabate, which is not B.S. Kisses. So, Ben uses a pen name for his smutty romance novels, but he isn't sure what to do when he finds out that his friend-slash-crush, who doesn't know he writes, is addicted to them. For a more crackish angle, Ray borrows the books from Leia, who also doesn't know. Um, so this is the this is the prompt that the author was presented with. There's like a group that posts prompts, and she ran with this. And so, here we go. I regret nothing, she says. Introducing Kylo Ren, supreme leader slash romance novelist. So that's what this Ooh. story is. We've never done something this crack, um, so it's going to be fun. So I think it'll be a good contrast to this week was pretty heavy. Yes. So... <laughs> I hope you like it i thought it was freaking awesome and hilarious and somehow the romance still works for me P- possibly adam driver is involved in that so um, <laughs> anyway if you're a listener and you have more suggestions please keep them coming that was really fun to look through those and we could always use the help especially as we're diving into new fandoms that we're not familiar with so you can contact us on instagram or email us at shipwreckspodcast at gmail.com and we'll definitely keep it in mind